Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi. Hi, everyone. First of all, I think you can hear it in my voice. I am sick. I have a sinus infection. Remember how there are other illnesses besides COVID? Because I didn't remember that. And I spent like three days taking COVID tests, like so sure I had COVID. And then on Wednesday night, I was laying awake at three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't breathe out of my nose and my face was in excruciating pain. And I thought, oh, (laughs) I have a sinus infection. I get sinus infections every year. Every time I get them, I, for the first four days I have one, I have no idea what's wrong with me. I cannot understand why I feel so bad. I'm not getting better. And then usually around three o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep, I'll put together that I have a sinus infection. So I'm on a pack. By the way, God bless modern medicine. I used, it's called Push Health, I think. Um, I've used them in the past to get an, a new inhaler. I don't have a primary care doctor. Yeah, it's not good. I know. But I have really shitty insurance. So to go to urgent care, I kind of pay out of pocket. It's a whole thing. My deductible is $7,000, but my job gives me like $200 a month in my HSA. So I don't really pay out of pocket for healthcare stuff. It's honestly better in some ways than my last job where my premium was like $1,500 or my deductible was $1,500 because I had to pay premiums and here I don't pay premiums. It's a whole thing. But to go to urgent care is like $150. And if you go on pushhealth.com or whatever it's called, uh, I just, I am with the doctor. I pay $65 and I was like, I have a sinus infection. Can you give me antibiotics and they were like yeah we'll call in a z-pack for you so medicine included i spent 70 dollars. it's i really recommend it if you are a person that is um good at the doctor which i am i <laughs> honestly it started before i was a drug addict i swear i've just always been good at advocating at the doctor for what i need or want i've taught many friends in my life how to do it i still will randomly have people like Be like, oh my God, yeah, you taught me how to like talk to the doctor. (laughs) You just have to ask what you want, honestly. And most times the doctor will give it to you. I definitely use this during my addiction, but I really think I developed it before. Um, It's kind of hard to remember. But I, when I have sinus infections, I just go to urgent care and I'm like, I have a sinus infection. They look at my nose and they're like, you have a sinus infection. And then they give me the Z-pack. So just being able to IM with the doctor. Remember calling things IMing? (laughs) we got on aim um so yeah so excuse my voice i know i don't sound great but i actually feel like significantly better today thank god and besides that um hi i hope you all had a nice holiday weekend i did until i got sick and cut my holiday weekend short which sucked but i do want to talk about the fact that we raised eight thousand five hundred and ninety five dollars for abortion funds which is fucking amazing um (laughs) It's so amazing. You all know that I've been advocating to donate to abortion funds for a long time, years on this podcast. I used to always donate to the National Network of Abortion Funds. I still support them, but I had somebody reach out to me and was like, hey, I have a friend that works at a fund and she said donate directly to the funds, not to the National Network of Abortion Funds. I don't know anything negative about National Network of Abortion Funds. This is not me shitting on them at all. In fact, I would like maybe want to work for them one day. So don't take it like that. But 
I took that to heart because you guys know I'm really into like mutual aid and giving directly to the source. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's fucking do it, man. Let's donate directly to the funds. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. I mean, I donate a significant amount of my own money to abortion funds. Kind of anytime something bad happens in the news, I donate $100. It just is like something that I can do. Like, in fact, when I was picking out the funds, I was actually going to leave Texas off because I've donated, I don't know, three or $400 to Texas uh, abortion funds in the last year. So, and I haven't donated to like these other places really. So I was like, well, but we ended up raising so much that I was able to include Texas. So I just, I'm so grateful. I want to go over where we donated all the money. Uh, if you ever have questions about my donations, like you can always feel free to contact me and I'll give you the receipts. It's not lost on me that people trust me with this money. Uh, I really, I feel really grateful for it. If you follow my Insta stories, and I think I even made it a highlight. Yeah, I think I did do that. Let me look. Uh, if you follow my Instagram, which is feathers underscore pod, I made a highlight. Yes, I did. I made a highlight that says abortion funds. And I posted all of the receipts. Like two of the places didn't send me a receipt, but you can see uh, the email receipts that I got. If you're curious if I actually donate the money, which is totally fucking fair because I am just a random person. But as always, I thank you all so much for trusting me. I love using this platform for good. It really makes me feel good. I love doing Operation Santa. I loved when we donated to Mystic Violence Shelters last month, and I love doing this. So I just want to quickly read off um, all of the funds that we supported. So in West Virginia, we sent $500 to the Holler Health Justice. Uh, in Philly, we spent sent $500 to the Abortion Liberation Fund. In Chicago, we spent $515 to the Chicago Abortion Fund. Some of these are more because they ask you to pay for the transaction fee, and I usually do. Uh, okay, in Arkansas, we sent $515 to the Arkansas Abortion Support Network. In Idaho, we spent 500, we sent $500 to the Northwest Abortion Access Fund. In Kentucky, we spent, spent, we sent $515 to the Kentucky Health Justice Network. In Louisiana, which I just saw they fucking lifted the stay, so abortion's illegal in Louisiana again. Um, we sent $500 to a mutual aid abortion fund that's called the Rabbi Goldstein Fund, which is, <laughs> love that. Random for Louisiana, but love that. Uh, in Missouri, we sent $500 to the Missouri Abortion Fund. In Mississippi, we sent $500 to the Mississippi Reproductive Freedom Fund. Uh, we sent $500 to Indigenous Women Rising, which is the only national organization that we sent money to uh, because it helps Indigenous women throughout the country. In North Dakota, we sent $515 to the North Dakota Women in Need. In Oklahoma, we sent $500 to the Roe Fund. In Tennessee, we sent $500 to the Mountain Access Brigade. Um, in West Virginia, we spent, or no, sorry, Wyoming, we sent $510 to Chelsea's Fund. In Utah, we sent $510 to the Utah Abortion Fund. In Western Pennsylvania, we sent $500 to the Western PA Fund for Choice. And in Texas, we sent $515 to the Lilith Fund. Um, that's fucking amazing. I thank you all so much. We raised that in a week, basically, less than a week. Uh, I I just feel so, I feel so grateful that we can do this and everything sucks. <laughs> everything fucking sucks. You guys know that abortion is my cause. It's my passion. And this has been just 
beyond, just beyond. I can't remember what I talked about last time I recorded this podcast. Did I talk? Yeah, I must have because I recorded a podcast. So we won't get into it, but thank you all for donating. Um, Where are we in Teen Mom World? Teen Mom Young and Pregnant is back. So I'm going to recap the first two episodes. Is kind of not that much happened. I'm definitely going to keep this as probably an every other week show and switch off and back and forth with uh, throwback episodes. I'm kind of assuming a new season. Oh, I guess not. I was going to say, I think a new season of OG is starting, but maybe it's not. Maybe they're going to do the combined show. But I wonder if they have one more season of OG in the can before they do the combined show. I would kind of think that they do. So we'll see. Um, I've been loving doing the throwback episodes. It's so fun. Uh, I hope I can get Troy on an episode soon. He's touring with his podcast, so he's busy. But I just love to talk to him about throwback Teen Mom episodes. And yeah, I... I'm glad Young and Pregnant is back. I really, I do enjoy it. I for sure enjoy it. It's just a little harder to talk about because we just don't have the history that we do with the moms uh, on the original shows. Not much has been going on in the teen mom world in the last two weeks. Uh, Janelle got kicked off of Airbnb and there have been about 800 posts about it on Reddit. <laughs> I I don't know. Janelle's still on OnlyFans. I guess David's still on OnlyFans. Look. Would I ever give money to either of those two people to look at their OnlyFans? No. Do I think you should give money to look at either of those two people's OnlyFans? Absolutely not. I think that you should never give them any money. Although I will say I did buy Janelle's book a few years ago. So I guess I have given Janelle money once. But don't ever give Janelle or David money because they're racist, abusive monsters. And we don't support those even for jokes. Even for jokes, we don't we don't give them money. But is it the worst thing for Janelle to be on OnlyFans and David to be on OnlyFans? No, as long as she's doing it, like, by her free will. She's making money. She can feed the kids. I mean, she's taking vacations. <laughs> Are the kids getting the benefit of this OnlyFans? Probably not. But at least she's doing something, you know? Like, at least she's doing something with her time. So, whatever, I guess... Good for you, Janelle. Make that money. I'm sure she won't keep up with it for long. But I guess what happened with Airbnb is that she, um, so stupid. She was going to, this is what I think happened. She was going to film OnlyFans content in the Airbnb, which a lot of people on OnlyFans do. They go to a hotel or an Airbnb to film. So they're not filming in their house, uh, which makes sense, stalker reasons, etc., And then I guess people that follow Janelle, her haters, whatever, reported her to Airbnb. And then maybe the host reported her. I don't know exactly what happened, but I think it's pretty clear that, like, someone told on Janelle, which is Janelle's life, right? Like, that's how her life works always. (laughs) Janelle gets told on uh, because people don't want her to have anything good in life, which, like, fine, I don't, I truly don't care. Like, if that's how you want to spend your time, like, I don't, and I don't say that in judgment, like, look at how I've spent my fucking time. I'm no better, but, um, I don't really get it, like, contacting Airbnb. I feel like at this point in my life, I can't imagine doing that, but if that is something that you do, who cares? Janelle's a bad person, right? Like, I just don't care because Janelle is a bad person, and I don't, 
do I think it's like great that people follow her every move and then report her wherever she goes? Like, no. But do I like ultimately care? No, because Janelle is a monster. And anything that happens to Janelle is the consequence of her own behavior as far as like shit like this. Um, so Janelle has like just been on a rampage, ultimate rampage. Um, I think that's all that's really going on. I saw Corey Wharton's baby is doing a lot better. She had heart surgeries, as we talked about maybe last time. Um, I saw some news about Cheyenne and Zach's like outrageous demands for their wedding, according to the Ashley. But like, it really wasn't outrageous at all, in my opinion. They are having a black tie wedding. Okay. It was like people are required to wear black tie attire. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a black tie wedding. <laughs> that's what like. If you have a black tie wedding, people need to come in black tie. Like, it, the wording was, obvi- like, very clickbaity. Uh, they're not letting people use their cell phones, which, fine. First of all, they're selling the fucking pictures, clearly, right? Like, she has a deal with Us Weekly or People Magazine or whatever, and also probably all of the vendors. She has deals on everything. That's how they're paying for this wedding. And I think that this is becoming more of a trend of people, like, asking no one to use their phone, at least during the... Uh, ceremony and I guess they had like a really expensive wedding registry which once again like okay I don't like am I supposed to care that somebody puts expensive shit on the registry first of all everybody knows that stuff you put on your registry if it doesn't get bought you can buy yourself for a discount Uh, so a lot of people put things on their registry that they're not expecting other people to buy and I think as long as you have reasonable gifts as well like who cares if you want to put expensive stuff on your registry I don't know I think Cheyenne gets a lot of hate people are like well how is she paying for this it's like I don't know her rich parents or the fact that she probably makes $500,000 a year on TV like that's how she's paying for it (laughs) she's a celebrity (laughs) I did see that Zach's still facing all of those legal troubles. That I'm curious about. That is like, girl, are you sure you want to legally, like, intertwine yourself with him? Like, maybe, like, I know that you have a kid together and you're building a house, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, maybe push the wedding until he, like, you know, faces his charges. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That's kind of it. Uh, Caitlin... Baltiera has been very, very vocally pro-choice on social media, as has Tyler. I am really proud of them. Look, do I think it's bad (laughs) that Caitlin and Tyler went on pro-life speaking tours? Yes, of course I think it's bad. I'm sure I have a million moments in this podcast in which I'm calling them out for that. Uh, Do I think that they should, like, directly address that and apologize for it? Yes. Yes, I do. I think that it's kind of ridiculous that they haven't. But do I think that, like, it's good that they've changed their mind and that they don't have that stance anymore and that they're being so vocal? Yeah, especially because I think Kate and Tyler have a lot of anti-choice followers. Like, I think they have a lot of anti-choice followers. Um, I would bet that them and Chelsea probably have, like, the highest rate of anti-choice people. No, no message from Chels. Look, I know people say that, like, no one is, should be forced to, like, talk about things. And I kind of talked about this on Liz Explains this week. Subscribe to my Patreon, Liz Explains It All, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I did, like, a Q&A this week because I was just sick and busy and 
from the weekend. Uh, but this coming week, I know I said on my podcast I'm doing Little People Big World, but I'm pushing that a week because I finally watched The Deep End, Teal Swan's documentary. Then I listened to Teal Swan's podcast. Then I watched, I don't know, 10 hours of Teal Swan related YouTube content. And I am deep fucking in Teal Swan. So I need to do a Teal Swan episode this week before I like stop caring about it. I am fucking obsessed with Teal. (laughs) I, she is a monster. First of all, the documentary like was actually really favorable to her. All things considered. The podcast is way more explosive than the documentary was. Um, She's a monster. Like, she is a literal monster. And I can't wait to talk about her. I find a beautiful, evil woman to be very captivating. I just love it. I love, 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 love it. So, yeah, go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Sign up. Be a patron. You get access to the 160 episodes or something that I've already posted. Uh, Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, influencers, platforms. It's not that I'm like every influencer must speak up, right? I mean, I kind of am like that. I think for me, it's that like I am somebody that can't help but speaking up. That's why I have a fucking podcast, (laughs) right? Like I like to hear myself speak, obviously, obviously. I care a lot about things. I think it's really important to make it clear where you stand and where your values are. And I don't really understand not being like that. Like, I I don't know how to describe it. Like, I just don't really understand how people cannot have opinions and want it to be known. So, like, I don't, I mean, I guess Chelsea has the depth of a puddle, but, like, I can't imagine not making it clear where I stand on social issues. And I think when you are an influencer who you're famous for being yourself and your brand is being yourself, that you owe it to your followers to speak up about stuff. I just think if you have a platform and you can use it to educate people and do good and just make it clear where you stand and that certain opinions are not welcome on your page, I just can't imagine not doing that, I guess. I guess I just can't imagine um, something as monumental as Roe v. Wade, uh, Black Lives Matter, Donald Trump becoming president, uh, something like that happening and not speaking out about it. I'm not saying that you need to comment on every single issue that's ever happened in the world, but I just, I can't imagine having 5 million Instagram followers like Chelsea does or however many she has like, not making it clear where I stand. And I'm guessing it's probably because she's pro-life and or she doesn't care, I think is probably the bigger thing, right? Like, she probably doesn't care. And that's hard for me to get behind. (laughs) The idea of not caring is really hard for me to understand, and I don't think I'll ever understand it. So let's get into Team Mom Young and Pregnant. I just asked quickly for some AMA questions on my Instagram because I'm not sure how long I'm going to have to talk about the Teen Mom Young and Pregnant people. So I asked her some Teen Mom AMAs. So if needed, we'll round out the episode with that, but we'll take a quick break and then we'll discuss the new season. Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. When was the last time this show was on? I 
truly do not remember. They're kind of making it seem like it's been a year since they filmed. When did they start filming again? I kind of thought the season was done filming a while ago. Time's a flat circle. I don't have any memory. Of, like, I, I have memory of what happened. I remember watching this. I don't remember when I watched it. I totally forgot that they were at the OG uh, reunion and that they did that, like, pairing up of the different cast members, which is where the first episode starts. They're like, we're going to L.A. to film the OG reunion. And I was like, oh, are they going to break the fourth wall? But really only in this first episode. So half the episode is them being in L.A. with the OGs. We find out that the girls are all very close with each other. Well, the four girls, uh, Kaya, Kayla, Rachel, and... Who's the other one? <laughs> Brie. Remember when we really thought, we as in like me and Princess Jones, Curtis, really thought that uh, we would like love Brie. Didn't happen. Did not happen. But they're there for the reunion and they like bring a buddy and a friend and they like meet up and they go out and, you know, there's just like not that much to talk about with this. Uh, Kayla talks a little bit about her past year and how hard it's been with Luke. She got an abortion, if you'll remember, which I did remember. I still really appreciate Kayla for putting that on TV. She says, like, I didn't have to put that on TV, but I chose to because I wish that there was more of this on TV so I didn't feel so alone. And I think that she made the absolute right choice. Her and Luke are in a terrible place. I don't think they said it, but I think maybe she didn't quite know who the father was she was you know sleeping with like Luke and somebody else I just think it was a good idea for her to not bring a baby into this situation and you can tell that she feels the same she doesn't regret it but I know she does in the the second episode she talks about how she's a little sad about it but she's basically saying like you know it's been a frustrating year because I feel like all of my business has been aired out but Luke's hasn't and I kind of agree with that and I think part of it is just Luke's mannerisms I think that he is more of like a shy person he doesn't want to talk that much on camera I think that Kayla at first is really hesitant to put any of it on camera because I think she felt stupid honestly I think Kayla felt real stupid because you know she leaves Stefan she gets with Luke uh Luke is immediately Isaiah's daddy She's pregnant within, what, two months of them being together, and she is like, nope, we are perfect, we are good, everything is good, I'm going to move to Iowa with him, everything is going to work out, we're perfect for each other, and then she got fucked, she got totally fucked over, and pretty quickly, too, because he was cheating on her while she was pregnant, which meant they'd only been together for, like, six months at that point, which I get, and I get not wanting to put it on TV, especially, like, if you have spent a lot of time online arguing about how you are in a great relationship and just nobody knows what they're talking about when they tell you to slow down. So, you know, I get why she's frustrated, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, it's kind of your fault because you're the one that like chose not to put any of this on TV. So, you know, I guess she still doesn't talk to Stefan really, which isn't surprising to me. I guess he texts her and is like, how's Isaiah? And she's like, he's good. And then he doesn't send any more texts, which sounds about right. Um, the girls are out to dinner together. We find out that Kaya's ex is, what's his name? I couldn't remember. Xavion? Does that say, it doesn't start with a Z. I remember a Z. 
um, is getting out within the year. I think he is out already. I think I did see that he's out. That I'm really looking forward to. Although you guys know that I find Tiaza to be, like, I want to cradle her in my arms and baby her. <laughs> Do you guys watch Cougar Town? There's, like, this whole thing on Cougar Town where Busy Phillips' character just wants to, uh, Lori just wants to hold Courtney Cox's character, Jules, in her arms like a little baby in the pool. <laughs> And, like, that's how I feel with Tiaza. Like, I just, Tiaza makes me feel so sad and protective in a way that, like, nobody else on Teen Mom has ever made me feel. So while I am looking forward to seeing uh, Amor's dad get out of prison, I am worried about what that's going to do for Tiaza. I'm worried about Kaya cheating or leaving. I think that especially for young women, but I think for anybody, like, the draw of your child's father is so strong, which we see on this show time and time again, right? Like, the nuclear family is so drilled into our heads, and this idea that, like, I just want my baby to have one home is so prominent. I mean, we saw that so much with Chelsea, uh, a little bit with Kale. We see it a lot on Young and Pregnant, and I get it, right? Like, I really get it. It's especially like if you come from a home and where your parents weren't married or like have gotten divorced, I really understand like this desire to like give your children something that you didn't have and that you always wanted, but it ends in super toxic situations. But I just wouldn't be surprised to see Kaya not wanting to hurt Tiaza necessarily, like not wanting to do it on purpose, but really like being drawn to that nuclear family. I hope not. I really hope not. Oh, we'll see. We have a lot to talk about with Kaya. We get a cute scene of uh, Tiaza and Luke talking about the kids and they're talking about how Amor and Isaiah are their sons, even though they're not really their sons. (sighs) Here's the thing. I think with Luke he's in a little better of a position to be talking about Isaiah as his son because Isaiah shares a sibling that is his biological child, right? Like Luke has Aria and Aria and Isaiah are always going to be siblings. So no matter what happens between Luke and Kayla, like Isaiah or uh, Luke is going to be in the picture with Aria, which makes it a lot easier for Isaiah to stay in the picture. Um, do I think that obviously we know for a fact that like doesn't always happen when a step parent leaves a relationship, but I do think it makes it like more likely and it gives, I also, despite, I have a lot of problems with Kayla, but like, I really do believe in my heart that if they are broken up, if they do break up, I don't really know where they stand right now. She's not really saying on social media from what I can tell, but if they are broken up, I think that Luke is still probably acting as Zay's father. Like, I would believe that she would let that happen. Once again, like, with Arya and Zay so close in age, like, I just think that they would fully co-parent both the kids, would be my guess. Uh, his family loves Isaiah. Like, I just, I can't imagine that not being the case. Uh, with Teza, it makes me nervous because, like, there's no legal bond into Kaya's family at all for Tiaza. Her and Kaya are not married, but even if they were married, 
she just still like unless Kaya and Tiaza were to have a baby and like they were both parents were on the birth certificate Tiaza's just in such a vulnerable position she's in such a vulnerable position and I've talked about this right that there was a lesbian couple on YouTube Damo and Chrissy who broke up and Damo was the biological mother they had been together the whole time that like they were together when Damo conceived um like they did it together but this was in 2016 maybe Fifth, like pre pre gay marriage being legalized this kid was born i'm pretty sure um and they lived in arizona which did not like they lived they didn't have automatic like second parent rights basically and so the baby was born but it's fine it's fine it's fine Chrissy's his mom. Chrissy's his mom. Chrissy was actually the one that was like the main caretaker for him. And then Damo and Chrissy broke up and Damo took that baby from Chrissy. And it was really fucking sad and shitty. But Chrissy had no rights because her and Damo were never married. They had never done the adoption. Um, They should have done a second parent adoption, obviously. By the way, if you're a listener to this and you are in a gay marriage and you have children you should go through the process of the second parent adoption, even if you are on the birth certificate. Like, that's where we are in the country. And it's fucking disgusting and terrible. But they're going to, if they void those marriages and you're only on the birth certificate because of a marriage default, like, oh, God, it makes me. Okay, let's not talk about that. But <laughs> I just worry that Tease is going to get put in this position that Luke's never going to be in. Not to mention that, like, Luke has the advantage of being in a straight couple, right? Like, Luke has the advantage of everybody's like, well, that's his daddy. He's in the father role. He stepped up. It's so amazing that Luke is there for Isaiah in a way that T.A.'s is never going to get. Like, nobody's going to give her the benefit of the doubt for, I mean, the fact that she's gay and especially that she's black. Like, she has, like, the double whammy of, like, people not giving a fuck about her and... I re- I just really worry that if something happens, nobody's going to be like, well, Tiesa was the one that raised him more. Like that was because people are because people are so narrow in their vision of what a family is that like with Luke and Isaiah, it's like, well, that's his dad. That's the only dad he's ever known. But when it comes to Tiesa, I think most people will be like, well, you know, he has two parents. He has Kaya. He already has a mom. He doesn't need two moms. He has a dad, too. It just makes me nervous. It really makes me nervous. And I wish that they would, like, get married and do an adoption with Amor. But I guess they can't. I mean, I think Amor's dad still has his paternal rights. Like, I'm assuming he's on the birth certificate and that even if he wasn't, he could establish his rights. Like, I, oh, it just makes me nervous, guys. Because I, T.A.'s is just so alone in the world in a way that makes me really sad. And I think it's especially hard to watch because Kaya is not. Kaya is very supportive. She has such a loving mother and sister. She has a secure home for her and Amor no matter what. And Tiaza really doesn't have that. Tiaza's honestly a lot like Caitlyn in that way. Um, That like Caitlyn never had the secure home and was kind of like, always dependent on Tyler to have her in his family and we saw how hard that was for them and it's hard for Tiaza too. Um, I think that's it for we get some scenes of the girls like with their 
family uh, as like little catch-up scenes uh, in the first episode. Kill has been really overwhelmed. Uh, Luke and Kill are fighting over how he treated her and Luke admits that he was a really bad boyfriend and Kale is basically being like, well, I don't think we can fix this because it's not just our relationship that's fucked up. Like, I'm fucked up. Which I think is some really good introspection, right? Like, I think she is really realizing, like, things are not good for me. I'm really depressed. I'm not in a good place, so I can't be a good partner. I think that's good for Kayla. Kayla's black scent when she is fighting with Luke is unreal. <laughs> she does not talk like that when she is with white people. It is wild. It is wild. It was so prominent in the scene when they were fighting. I was like, oh my god, this is so bad. Uh, Kayla wants them to take a week apart, to which Luke is like, what the fuck? Which I agree. What the fuck is a week? A week? What's a week gonna do, girl? I guess I had already tried to take a break in the past, but it was one day, and then Kayla went and fucked somebody else, so... It's just a whole mess. Um, okay, then in the second episode, we find out that Kayla and Luke's family still have not repaired their relationship. If you remember, they got into a huge fight last year. That doesn't surprise me. I think Kayla is, like, really non-confrontational. I think that in the moment, like, if forced to, she'll defend herself. But I don't think Kayla's going out of the way to, like, call up anybody and be like, can we make amends? But she, I mean... Luke's family should do it, too. They should come together. There are two little kids involved. Um, I She says, like, Luke and I decided to take a break, but then we went to L.A. and things were good, so we put that on hold. And it's like, girl. Oh, gosh. Um, Annabelle, her best friend, is pregnant. And Kayla does talk about the fact that, like, it's a little bittersweet because Annabelle got pregnant just a few weeks after Kayla did. And if Kayla didn't have an abortion, like, they would be about the same place in their pregnancy. And I definitely, I I really liked that she talked about that. I thought it was really honest. She didn't sound like bitter in any way. It was sincere, in my opinion. Um, we get a scene of Luke talking to his mom and his mom, or actually maybe, mo- yeah, Luke is talking to his mom. I was going to say maybe his mom's talking to someone else. My notes aren't great. But there's a scene of Luke's mom, I think, talking to him where she is like, you guys need to go to therapy. Not once, because Kayla came over and said, you went to therapy last year and one time and everything was fixed, but you need to go to therapy 25 times, (laughs) which I really appreciated because that's definitely something that happens to this show where they go to therapy one singular time. But actually, that's most people. Did you know that most people go to therapy only go one time? That's like a majority of people who go to therapy only go a single time, which makes sense, right? Like you don't really know what therapy's about. You go and you're like, "Mm." I don't really feel better (laughs) or I didn't really like them or I just didn't like doing that because therapy fucking sucks and it's hard in many ways. And so people just don't go again. They have the birthday party. Everything's okay. And they just need to work on their marriage or not marriage. They're not married, but on their relationship and his family's relationship. Okay, Rachel Beaver is back with Noah, which I was kind of surprised about. And she says they've been together for almost a year. Now, in Teen Mom World, we usually know that means about six to seven months. But Mazel talk to them. They're living together. Rachel is on this kick that... <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh because she's right, but it's very funny how she's executing it. 
she is like, Dr. Drew told me that we have generational trauma and that, like, we need to fix it and that, like, everybody needs to go to therapy. And I'm like, yes, Rachel, amazing, good for you. She has a conversation with Stephanie in which she's basically like, this family is toxic. I don't really want to be around you guys. I am much better when I'm not when I'm not around you, which I think is probably true. Stephanie recommends that they go to family therapy and Rachel says she doesn't want to go to family therapy, which I found surprising. I Like, I, I thought that's what Rachel wanted. So I was a little surprised by that. Um, I think Rachel is on the right path, but maybe not executing it the best. But I don't know, maybe Rachel would be in a better place if she wasn't in contact with her mom. You know, it's hard when I watch this show because I'm like, Stephanie does so much for her. She watches the kid. But then, like, there is 20 years of trauma or however old Rachel is. And maybe it is better for her to, like, not be around Stephanie. Luke or Luke. Noah and Rachel have an interesting little relationship in which I guess Noah works a lot. I don't, I have no idea how much Rachel Beaver is making on this show, but they kind of make it seem like she has no money, which I could believe. I don't know if she's doing a lot of influencing, you know. Her hair is neon pink at one point, by the way. And her and Noah are in the car and he's like, well, I want to get a job as a truck driver because I have goals and I would work out of town for three weeks, then come home for one week. And Rachel's like, no, 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 no. She's like, you can drive a truck all over this state, but you have to be home at night. You have a family. I'm like, oh, girly, he doesn't have a family, though, unfortunately for you. He does not have a family. (laughs) Noah's, like, really a little goofy kid. He's wearing this, like, panda hat when they're having this conversation. And he's like, I have goals, Rachel. I want to open a hotel one day. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, my God, I forgot to mention this, that they're showing cursing on the Amazon Prime version of this. I don't, I'm, they do not do that on the old, like, in the Team Mom 2 and OG. I'm pretty positive they're not doing it on new seasons. They definitely are doing it on old seasons because there have been a lot of times where I've rewound to try and figure out what curse word they bleeped. But they are throwing the F-bomb around. It's so fun. It's really fun. I was like, oh my god, they're saying fuck. Took me a minute to notice it. I liked it. It's like when this American, like, I don't know if any of you remember this, but when This American Life first started streaming, like, on a podcast, they, first of all, they, before the podcast app, they only did it, like, on their own app, which I think I still own. I think I bought, like, a lifetime subscription to that shit. But they were like, how would you all feel if we released a version with the curse words not bleeped? And obviously everyone was like, yes, please. And I actually listened to an episode of This American Life for the first time in forever the other day. And I noticed they started with like, this is the unbleep version. You have to like go out of your way to find the bleep version. And I was like, oh, times have changed. Podcasts has really changed everything. But that's how I felt. I like I remember the thrill of the first <laughs> not bleeped This American Life episode I listened to. And that's how I felt with this. Mm, I'm such a loser. Okay. Uh, it's Halloween and Rachel doesn't go over to Stephanie's with the baby and Stephanie and Mallory are pissed and Mallory is so two-faced. She's so two-faced, just like Bree's sister is. When Mallory's around Rachel, she talks shit on Stephanie and when 
Mallory's around Stephanie, she talks shit on Rachel. So they're talking shit on Rachel and how she has this new boyfriend, so she thinks she's better than them. And Mallory's like, she doesn't even like Noah. She likes that Noah gives her money and that he's clingy and that he loves her and that they're around each other all the time. And I'm like, well, like, doesn't that kind of mean she likes him? (laughs) Isn't that what that kind of (laughs) means? Uh, her and her mom goes, you know, she says we're toxic. She never looks at herself as the fucking toxic one. And I was like, um, that's probably true, but maybe not the best thing to say for you. Okay, so Mallory calls Rachel spoiled and demanding. And she's like, as soon as she breaks up with Noah, she'll be back over here, which I definitely agree will happen. Okay, in Cayenne Tiaz's world, Tiaz's grandma died and... They're not going to the funeral because, did I know this? Like, somewhere in my lizard brain, I remember posting about it on social media, but I felt truly shocked by this revelation when I saw it on TV, so I don't know. But apparently, Kaya and Tiaza went to a birthday party uh, for someone in Tiaza's family member, families. One of Tiaz's family members. And basically, like, they kind of got into it. Somebody punched Kaya. Kaya hit them back. And then Tiaz's cousin pulled a gun on them. So they went and they pressed charges on Tiaz's whole family, is the way they described it. And then I guess Tiaz's family said that Kaya actually had the gun. So she got arrested for gun possession. I was like, what? I swear I do not remember that happening. Apparently, it got dropped because they decided... Basically, I think both sides dropped uh, their charges. Like, they both agreed not to go for further with the charges. I guess Kaya was facing up to 10 years in prison? What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and Portiers is just, like, in a state. Her family won't talk to her. She doesn't want to talk to them. But they've been reaching... Her mom will reach out to her occasionally and... She's like, my mom is really evil, and I guess, well, I think she said her mom is awful. I think she said her mom calls her evil, and that she's not allowed to see her little siblings, and it's just really sad. It's really sad. There is a scene of uh, Tiffany, Kaya's mom, Kaya and Tiaza, like, talking, and Tiffany's like, you know, I just don't get it, because they talk so much shit on me and my family, but you've, I've had you here for, what, four years at this point? They've, like, never come knocking on my door to get you. And I was like, oh, Deza. <laughs> I just feel so sad for her. I think it's because she looked, she truly looks so young. She looks 13 years old. Like, when you just look at her face, she has such a baby face. And, oh, gosh. I I just feel so sad. I feel so, so sad for her. Um, I still don't love... Kaya on this show. As much as I like watching Tiaza, I think I could do without their segments, honestly. Something about Kaya, I just, I find her segments not to be that great. But, you know, this is Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Is anybody's segment, like, that great? Guess who's back? Madison. I am so fucking mad that we got Madison over Kayla. Jay. Kayla Jay, I think, is pregnant again. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me that we are missing out on her being pregnant again for Madison to have the same fucking fight 
with that boyfriend of hers that she's been having since her 16 pregnant episode. Get the fuck out of here, that ugly ass boyfriend of hers. We get a scene of Rachel FaceTiming Madison and Madison's like, I'm filming. And Rachel's like, oh, my God, you're back on the show. (laughs) Yeah, girl, you knew that. (laughs) But I guess Madison, Christian, her baby and her dad have moved to Ohio because her dad met a woman and they got married. The thing is, though, is that uh, Madison's dad and Christina, his new wife, bought a new house and there's just not room for them to move in with. Uh, room for Madison and Christian and the baby to move in with her dad and his new wife. And I was kind of like, well, then why did they move? But I guess this was always known. It's always been the plan. She was really only supposed to stay with her dad for a month. And she doesn't know what to do because she hates Christian. She hates him. (laughs) She hates him. He's working nights. I think she said she's working days. I don't know if she's working, actually. I mean, her job is student mom. But He's working nights, and when he's around, he does not help her in any way with the baby. Uh, All she does is bitch about him. She cannot fucking stand him. She wants them to get different apartments. But he gets a second job, and he's like, well, I guess we should just live together. And I think she was like, okay. (laughs) Madison is a miserable person to watch. Like, beyond the anti-vax of it all, right? Like, beyond her being, like, a bad person. She is boring. Her boyfriend sucks and is not like charismatic in any way I guess her dad is entertaining but like he's barely in the scenes and he's not even that you know what I mean like he's fine whatever and Madison is just like kicking like Madison is a true teen mom like a real world teen mom in that she has like very little drama and her life is just very hard which is like not that interesting to watch on television (laughs) like it's just not interesting watching someone just struggling emotionally and financially 24-7 without any added drama. That's how I feel about Madison. Okay, uh, Brie is having a fight with her mom, basically. That's what her episode is about. Brie has been living on her own for about eight months, and her mom and her are still having tension over boundaries. Basically, um, Brie's mom kind of acts like Brie doesn't do anything with regards to parenting. She's not following through on potty training. Uh, and I guess uh, Bree's mom, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me, Bree's mom takes Brayson. I cannot believe she gave that baby that name, Brayson. For... <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, but she gives Brayson to her mom every weekend so she can get some time off. But I guess Brayson prefers it at his mom's house, at her mom's house, which she says is because her mom is less strict. But I'm kind of like, maybe your mom just like, does it better? (laughs) There's a scene in which uh, Brie says she can't potty train him because she's a single mom and she can't take any time off work, which I definitely have a lot of empathy for. But her mom is like, well, I was a single mom with three kids and I potty trained you all. They just, like, have this fight about where Brie wants to be the one that's, like, the main caretaker in Brayson's life, which, sure, I get it. I get it. But you know, if you want that to be the case, then stop having your mom take him three days a week. You're co-parenting with your mom fully. You know what I mean? Like, if that's your issue, then stop having your mom co-parent with you. And it's interesting because we get a scene of uh, her mom and her sister, Vanessa, in Brayson's room and Brie's not there and they're both, like... It's a fucking trash heap in here. She never cleans up. 
Vanessa's like, every time I come over, I clean up because she never does it. And her mom's like, yep, me too. It's never clean in here. But then in the next scene, her sister's like, mom's just like really overbearing and like she wants to like nitpick you. (laughs) I don't know. It's pretty hard for me to have empathy with Brie here because she kind of sounds like a brat. Like she is mad that her son loves his grandma and wants to stay with his grandma. And she, I don't think her read on it that the grandma is less strict is correct. I just don't. But that's it for Team Mom Young and Pregnant. We're going to do some AMA questions. I got a bunch of them, thankfully. Uh, Just, you know, round out this episode because I will never put out a 48-minute episode of this podcast. So let's get into it. Okay, first one. Is there hope for a happy ending for Janelle Evans Rogers Eason? Okay. The answer to that is I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, realistically, probably not. Right? Like, I I think Janelle is who she is, and she isn't interested in changing that. But I just always want to reiterate that Janelle is, like, 31 years old. She is so fucking young. She has, like, another 50-plus years on this planet. So to say that she could never change, I just can't abide by that. I don't like that. I don't like when people talk like that. I... I just don't like the idea that, like, nobody can ever change. Because I don't think that's true. I think that if she really, really wants to change and really decides to put in some work and do it, she could. Do I think Janelle will ever want to change? I don't know. Do I think her and David will break up eventually? Yeah, I think eventually they'll break up. Could I see her life getting, like, marginally better? Yes. Do I think that she is going to have, like, a happy life? If she keeps going the way she is now, no. And I'm not sure what it would take for Janelle to get to a place in which she's willing to, like, put in the hard work. I mean, I I guess I hope that it happens for her, even though she's a very bad person, because I don't wish a life of misery like Janelle lives on anybody. But I just am not sure she's ever going to get there. Okay, uh, Matilda asks, "Who's the who has the worst tattoos on the show from someone with bad tattoos? <laughs> Love Matilda's self-awareness. Um, I think probably Amber, right? With that terrible Leah tattoo on her side, of course. And then Janelle has really bad tattoos. Really bad tattoos. Remember that one that Janelle and Nathan had where it was like both of their names, depending on which side you were looking at? And then she just put, like, a huge blob over it. <laughs> Janelle's tattoos are so bad. Um, Kale, I hate Kale's tattoos. I do. I'm sorry. I hate her sleeves. I just don't like them. I don't think that they fit with her anymore. Macy's are so bad. It's funny. Actually, just a little bit ago, I was talking to my friend, and I was telling her I was going to get a permanent bracelet today, um, which I got one in New York, and I love it. And so I'm getting a second one in Philly. And basically, it's just a bracelet that they, like, weld onto. It doesn't have a clasp, which I love because I love little tiny delicate bracelets. But I always break the clasps on them because I'm a monster. And so I I just love it. I love how they look. I'm getting a second one. I'm probably going to get an anklet, too. I just, I'm super hyped on them. And she was like, oh, I thought you meant a tattoo. And I was like, no. And we were both talking about how, I mean, this is, like, one of my best friends, um, how we don't have tattoos. And we, part of us think that we, like, missed the mark like the age time to get a tattoo 
and I just like can't imagine wanting a tattoo I've never really wanted one like there's never been anything where I'm like I want to get that tattooed on me I just I like the look of some tattoos right like I can appreciate a well-drawn tattoo is like art I really like little fine line tattoos but I know that they don't age well um and I really just like have almost never seen a tattoo on a person and been like I love how that looks Oh my god. I just, they're just like, not, I just have never been super into tattoos. So, like, Kale's sleeves, I just, I mean, and there are people that have sleeves that look great. Like, it's not that I don't like tattoos. I sound like such a square, right? Where I'm like, tattoos are bad. You won't get a job with a tattoo. Like, I really don't feel that way. But I just am not a person that's like, oh my god, I love tattoos. And I think that's why I've never gotten one. And I think a lot of this cast has very bad tattoos. And I think a big reason is because they had a shit ton of money when they were in their early 20s. (laughs) And so I think they got their entire bodies tattooed in a way that most early 20s people cannot afford to do because tattoos are wildly expensive. So I think they got like sleeves on both arms and their whole backs done like Macy and Kale and it's I I wonder if they would admit that they regret them I know Kale recently was saying that she still loves her tattoos but I'm curious if that's the case I would bet Macy probably says she still loves them but like Macy having her last name with the O's be cupcakes on her back isn't that what it is oh it's so embarrassing Macy's a really embarrassing person (laughs) so yeah I hate all of their um I hate all of their tattoos uh somebody asked if I thought that Chelsea would ever do a girls trip type show no I don't think so at this point no um if Chelsea like comes into financial ruin sure of course I think money is, like, the big thing. I think that if MTV was, like, we'll give you $3 million for a 10-day shoot, she would probably go. I just can't see MTV ever giving the amount of money that would be needed for Chelsea to, like, put herself in that situation. Um, I Unless, I guess, maybe her numbers start to dip. I also think that she would do... I mean, we know she's doing this HGTV show, right? Like, I think she would do a reality house type of television show... That's not Teen Mom. Like, if they did, like, Influencer House, like, I think she would do that. Right? Like, I I can see her being on another sort of group show, just not Teen Mom. Um, They would have to give her a lot of money to get her back on the Teen Mom franchise. And I don't think that they're willing to do that. I don't think they have the budget to do that. And I, I just think it's not worth Chelsea's time at this point. Right? Like, she doesn't like to do it. And so okay, you're going to pay me $100,000 for 10 days of work when I can just do four brand deals and make $100,000, which is probably about right. She's probably getting like $25,000 for brand deals. Influencers make a lot of fucking money. I think she's making a lot of money. I'd love to know how much she's making on that HGTV show. Yeah. Well, I think that Chelsea is not coming back to Teen Mom. Okay. What do you predict the kids will do as job? Lincoln, physical therapist, Aubrey equals vet. Mm, I'm not sure, but I think Lincoln is a physical therapist. Makes a lot of sense. I think for the most part, the kids will be normal-ish. I think that they are all at kind of a level where their parents are like wealthy and famous-ish, but not enough that they won't have to have like jobs and careers. I think most of the kids will go to college, at least attempt to go to college. And I think that they'll probably all have, like, 
upper middle class trajectories you know like they'll have decent jobs decent lives i don't think any of them will be like famous or anything um but i think they'll all like have college educations i'm curious to see what leah's girls are like because leah's obsessed with this idea that she's broken the cycle right like obsessed with it and i wonder if that's true her girls are so young (laughs) right like girls are still 12 she's like i've broken the cycle of teen pregnancy i'm like your girls aren't teenagers yet so how have you done that (laughs) you just have money oh gosh leah leah who from the franchise would you swap lives with for a day um i don't know maybe farah just kidding (laughs) i get not chelsea i don't want to be around those kids too many kids i mean i love kids but none of them honestly like none of them none of them have lives that like maybe cheyenne actually cheyenne has all those pretty friends she has a fun family Cheyenne. That's my pick. And I think it's because she has the most normal life. Like, I just can't imagine wanting to be in the lives of any of these people. I mean, would I like to make their money? Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Now, someone asked if I think that Chelsea's extended absence from TV is impacting her Instagram money. No, I don't think so at all. I think that um, the majority of the people who follow her have not watched Teen Mom in years anyway. I think that Teen Mom only, like, 72 of us are still watching and we all listen to this podcast right like I just don't think Teen Mom has a big enough viewer base that that's where Chelsea's like influencing stuff came from I think that she built up a follow base early and then being like doing her like down home divorce thing got her a lot more and I think that her following is like fully based on her influencing life like I don't think her following really has much to do with Teen Mom anymore. Like, obviously, people who like Teen Mom follow her. That's not what I'm saying. But I think, like, her active, engaged commenters is all, like, an influencing thing and not a Teen Mom thing. I wonder if she's why she hasn't, like, gotten super into TikTok. You know she probably scrolls TikTok all fucking day. Chelsea's an internet girl. Have we ever talked about that? Chelsea loves Reddit. She loves Pinterest. She liked Tumblr back in the day, I believe. You know that, well, maybe she, I, you know that she looks at TikToks all day. This is not Teen Mom related, but somebody asked me my big three in astrology, and I had to look it up because I can never remember, but it's Gemini Sun, Scorpio Moon, and Virgo Rising. I don't know if that's the order you're supposed to go in, but the Scorpio, I'm kind of like, I don't know, but the Virgo Rising, I think, is very me. I, like, want to get more into astrology, but at the same time, it's like, it's this whole new thing to learn. <laughs> you know, it's this whole new thing to learn. This is not a personal AMA, but I am going to answer what my first job was because my first job was working at a bakery at the shore called Crust and Crumb Bakery in Beach Haven, New Jersey. It's still open. It'll be open forever, I think. Um, and I worked there for three summers, maybe. Um, I was really great at my job, genuinely. I worked for this guy that was an alcoholic. Uh, I think they, I mean, I know they still own it. (laughs) So don't go in and say I said anything. But he, I worked night shifts from 3 to 11. And he would just go uh, to the pizza place next door that his friend owned. And he would get drunk. And so me and like three other 
15 year olds like ran the bakery and it was so fun i loved doing it i loved i actually really loved that job um it was really fun and i ate a lot of bagels because you get bored of the sweet stuff when you work at a bakery you get really bored of the sweet stuff but this or at least i did the savory stuff really good okay rearrange teen mom couples to better compatible or maybe just for fun uh tyler and mckee Interesting. I actually think Tyler and Macy. Well, no. You know what? Corey Wharton and Macy, I bet, would be a good couple. Because, you know, they could, like, do activities. (laughs) They could do, like, gym things together. Because I think they like to do that type of stuff. Um, I think that Kale could be with Jeremy. I think she would like a husband that's out of town all the time. I think that Amber and... Tyler could be okay because I think that Amber could like dominate Tyler and he wouldn't fight back. That's terrible to say. Oh my god, that sounds so bad. Um, I think for the most part, everybody's so poorly matched that I can't imagine matching them with anybody else. <laughs> right? Like I I don't think that they're good in any way. <laughs> Who would we put Kate with? I don't know. I just like Kate to be with like visually I would really like Kate to be with someone like Andrew now do I want Kate to be with Andrew no because Andrew is unhinged and a stalker and whatever uh but visually I could really see her with like just some big guy like big like tall big I think she'd really like that I really want Kate to get a new husband (laughs) I really want that for Kate um I think that's it you know, we hit an hour, which is always what I'm aiming for. <laughs> you know, an hour is always important. Oh, I do have one more question that I got. I didn't, like I said, I did an AMA on um, Liz Explains last week. And I don't usually answer Team Mom questions on there because it's like my Team Mom refuge. I don't have to talk about Team Mom on there. But somebody did ask if I thought that Kale will be close with her boys when they're grown up. And I was like, oh, I want to answer that, but I don't want to talk about Team Mom right now. So I'm going to answer that. And yes, I think she will. Because here's the thing. I think that no one in Kale's life hates her the way that the internet hates her. Like, I, I think that in person to those she's close with, they quite like her. And I know that's like impossible to believe because we think that she's the worst, but I really do believe that to be true. And I just think that like we overestimate like how much people don't like her. Also, um, I just think that like her boy, I mean, look, she has four kids. Will she have a great relationship with every single one of them? Like, I don't know, probably not. Will she maybe be too overbearing and one of their wives or husbands will make her make them cut her off? Like, maybe. But I think in general, like, Kale's kids are pretty happy. Do I think they'll have a ton of trauma to work through? Yes, of course. Of course. But I just don't see her not being close with her kids. And I think people want that because they want to see Kale punished, which I understand because Kale's not a good person. But first of all, I think boys and general are like less willing to cut off family members because men are less likely to do emotional work on themselves right like they're less likely to do that work that would result in cutting somebody off but I just don't see it I don't know I think that like people overestimate how 
fucked up kid kills kids are going to be. I do. Do I think that they have like a lot of trauma? Yes. But I just, I think they will be in her life. And I think that makes people mad, to be honest. I think the thing that really upsets people about Kale is that she's like such a monster and doesn't really face a lot of consequences for it. And so they're like desperate to see some sort of consequence. And that's just not really how the world works. You know, it's just not really how the world works. Okay. With that, I'm going to head out. If you want to hear me talk about Teal Swan, go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. If you have not watched the Deep End documentary on Hulu, watch it because I'm obsessed with Teal Swan. And that's my message for this week. Okay. I hope everybody has a lovely week. Thank you again for donating to the abortion funds. Uh, Let me know if you want a list of funds. I have a listener that sent me like this incredible Google Doc with extensive research done. I appreciate it so much. I can definitely forward that. Uh, Yeah. Let me know. Or forward the names on it. I don't know if I would forward the exact. If you're the person that sent me that, let me know if I can forward that exact Google document. But anyway, kiss, kiss. Love you. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.